You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Praise God. So essentially for me, what we looked at on Sunday is what I may call a diagnosis, you know, a a check. I don't think it brought so much of an answer or as it provoked an investigation. And that investigation is not for you. It's for me. It's for every person individually to ask yourself questions. Just like this one we've said lightly. Why would I post, be excited to post the victory of a football match? And, you know, some of us here will call out our friends that are in the opposing team and say, where are you, where are you? Okay? I could do that so easily. But I hear the truth that can save somebody from destruction. I don't do that. I should ask myself the question, why? Praise the Lord. I should, you know, probe into that situation. Why don't I do that? And then as I find a reason, I try and get help. Praise the Lord. Because like we've said, the thing about this joy is that it should be natural. And not just natural, it should be consistent. It says rejoice in the Lord always. And what again? It says again. Abba, eat dinner this night. Do I need to say again, eat dinner? (laughs) Praise the Lord. But that's how the Holy Spirit puts it. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says, again, I say rejoice. Which means that this situation, this is a non-negotiable. No matter how much a patient is in need of a, a surgery, of a procedure, if the blood pressure is not right, they don't touch that patient. You know why? That patient spiritually rejoice and again I say what? If there is no joy, they can't touch you. Praise the Lord. If there is what? No joy. What the, you know, the human temperature, the body temperature is to the natural physician, it is also necessary in the spirit that you have that state. Because you see, God is God. And knowing that, he has commanded it. He has set it to us. And you know, as human beings, oftentimes we forget what God himself said to us. He said, my ways are not your ways. Neither are your thoughts my thoughts. Because sometimes we want to approach God with our human understanding. And you think that when you sit down and frown your face and look more sorrowful, you can get God to act more on your behalf. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We've said this in church before, but can I say it again? And I hope it sinks. And somebody, if you post football matches, you should try and post this, maybe in a better way that I I put it. Listen to me. You see, in my short time in life, sir, ma, no matter what you think is the problem, it can get worse. Let nobody deceive you. If you don't get up yourself, and believe God and honor God with the one you think is a problem, you will see problem that you will be praying for the other problem. I'm telling you this. 
As a nation, we've been in Abuja now how many years? 25 years plus. If I knew that Nigeria would ever be like this, I would never have prayed for Nigeria those years. Every day I'll just be saying, hallelujah, hallelujah. The best country in the world, hallelujah. If I knew, we'll see what we'll see now. Are you getting me? No matter, because, you know, somebody is listening to you and they're saying, hey, Pastor, it's because you have this. It's because this is that. Yes, thank God for what I have and thank God for what you have and thank God for where you are and all of that. But if you don't celebrate, appreciate, rejoice in the Lord in that one, he will show you that where you were was a testimony. I'll show you a scripture so that somebody doesn't think, you know, Pastor is just conjuring up. Deuteronomy 28, 47. If that's all you learn. So that when things are one way and you want to think, ah, it's finished. It never finished. You never see finish, finish. And you will not see finish. In the name of Jesus. It will get better for you. From glory to glory. That's the path of who? The righteous, the just. What does it say? Read it for me, everybody, so it's not me. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything for the aid. Therefore, what will happen? You shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything. He will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has... So when you see these two options... Is it me that I'm saying it? Ah, because I'm not married. Because I don't have this. Because I don't have that. You can see worse things. May you not see them in Jesus' name. Because I don't have money. Because nobody. It can be worse. If nobody has told you, don't worry, I'm thick-skinned. Let me tell you, it can be worse. So where you are, take it as a platform and hallow your God. Do you know that the number one line in the prayer that our Lord Jesus Christ taught us to pray is this, what? Our Father in heaven, what? Hallowed be thy name. He's not our mate. We've said it here. No matter how bad things are, he said, hallowed be thy name. Things can never get bad that I will bring God's name down and say, he didn't do me well. He's God. The book of Job is there for our example. While Job was lamenting and lamenting and lamenting, God was waiting. He now asked him a question. What did Job teach us? He said, ah, you cannot question God. He said, I've heard of you by the hearing of the ears, but now my eyes what? See you. I'm not saying that to tell you that you shouldn't have faith. I'm saying that to tell you that you have every ground for faith. Because God is saying, where you are, I can make it better. Partner with me. It's on with me. Partner with me. But you don't accuse him. It doesn't work. You know, growing up, I was the youngest of many brothers. So I've practiced accusation. It works with your mommy. It doesn't work with your daddy. <laughs> you know, how many of us know my brother-in-law, Pastor Mecca? Pastor Mecca told me. He said once he went to the father. And said to the father, I was just on my own. I was just on my own. And my brother just started beating me. Started beating me. So, he said when he finished, the father asked him, that's your brother. Is he mad? He said, no. You know, as a small boy. He said, no, he's not mad. <laughs> you get it now. 
so what the father was saying is this. Your brother is not mad. And you were just on your own. And he started beating you. You know, that's the end of the conversation. Accusation. It works. With, if it's the mom he went to, you can be sure what happened. Then why? Do you eat your That's how she'll just react. But you see, men are not like that. So I also learned that. Ah, cry and accuse. The man will just prove, you know, decipher the real situation and still correct you even in your cry. Hallowed be thy name. Praise the Lord. So what we are learning, brethren, it's actually a medical condition for our spiritual life. Whatever it will take for us to maintain it, let's find it. And I pray the Holy Spirit will help us. Whatever it will take for us to maintain that state of joy and gratitude and gladness and excitedness for the things of God. It's not going to be easy. Praise the Lord. It won't be easy at at all times. But you see, you know that this is demanded of you. Now, let me post, you know, post this to us and we'll see how it works. When I was much younger also, okay, we buried my mom, we buried my dad. When my mom passed, in my mind, I thought it was scandalous and callous and insensitive for anybody to come to my house and want to eat. Do you understand? My mother died. Nobody should eat. Do you understand? No. But by the time my father died, from experience, I knew that human beings, no matter what happens, they're born picking, we go eat. Picking grow, we eat. Marriage, we eat. Burial, we eat. Whatever it is, man must work. Because the flesh must be honored. Is somebody listening to me? The flesh, if you permit me, must be worshipped. What the flesh wants, you must give it, no matter what happened. Now, do you now say God has no right to demand that no matter what happens, he must be hallowed? I'm telling you this, it bothered me. Because, you know, I said, no now, canopy for what? Somebody died. But somebody died, you bring a condition canopy. In fact, we're watching a funeral event recently. And the children of the woman were dancing. Uh, what was that song they were dancing? They were dancing. Uh, they were doing choreography. Electric boogaloo. You got to move it, move it. My wife said, this woman will rise from her grave and knock these people. How can they be celebrating that she died like this? Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? This is so important. The Lord said to me, no matter what happens, you see this flesh. They must give it its own. So, now, you are spirit, soul, and body. Why do you now think that when some things happen, you are licensed to a downcast spirit? The flesh doesn't hear anything. You must give it food. You're burying your father. Any, you're burying. People will come. You set table. You give them food. You give them drinks. You know? Those women in the village, now give me that malt. <laughs> no, 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 not, 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 uh, not uh, Martina. No, Malta, Malta. They continue with the cry because they are crying, but the flesh must be hallowed. <laughs> what the flesh wants, it doesn't understand this barrier or wedding or whatever. The flesh must be taken care of. The same way, the spirit man must never be allowed. To be put down because of circumstances and situations. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, 
Come with me to Matthew 25, please. It's a parable we're all familiar with. And when the Lord, you know, told me about that, I thought that, I said, you know, my father, isn't that too tough, too strong, too serious? And I read Matthew 25, I read it quickly from verse 1 to 13. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lambs. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lambs, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lambs are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Verse 10, And while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, As shortly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. May the Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. Now, you read this passage. What is the oil that I'm talking about here? Let me start from the last part. What is this oil that will make the master say? Verse 12. As shortly I say to you, I do not know you. I should have thought... He will say to them, you're late. Is someone with me? He didn't say to them, you're late. When they came, it wasn't that they couldn't access him. He was accessible. But he said, I don't know you. Isaiah 61, verse 3. This is the ministry of the Messiah. Let's read what he says here. He said, what does he do when he comes? To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them what? To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of what? Joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. The oil of joy, that's what he came to do, to give us the oil of joy for mourning. The oil that they were supposed to be overflowing with was the oil of joy. It was the oil of joy, but they didn't have it. All of them slept. But those who slept with the oil of joy still made it. Praise the Lord, somebody. This thing is about the rapture. It's about being ready. We mentioned it in passing on Sunday. We said this is an end time message. You know why? Because if you're not in this state, you will not be ready for his coming. You're going to be distracted. Like our sister said, there's a lot to distract us. You know, you meet a lot of Christians now. And that's why, please, I beg you, if you're active on social media... Preach, send the messages you hear. There are so many people who don't go to church because as far as they're concerned, every church is money, money. Tell them, come to your church. I mean, preach the message to people. Be a witness. There are some that they only, they say, uh, when you go to church, the pastors are like big men. Do I look like a big man? <laughs> you know, the pastors are made gods. I'm always happy when I'm living here. And some people, some people after service, if you see the way they quack me on the door, eh? when they quack me, I say, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you understand? There are so many people there missing completely with all kinds of false, you know, maybe true, but whatever. All of them are excuses. The church did this, the church did that, the church did that, the church did that. But God has witnesses. Praise the Lord. We are not perfect, but we are pressing towards perfection. We are doing our best. 
Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay? So, the oil, they didn't have it. Because they didn't have the oil when they should have it, the master said, I don't know you. Not you're late. Most times when we look at that message, we say they were late. Or rather, they were late, but he didn't tell them you were late. He said, I don't know you. Which means your spiritual temperature. There is something off in your DNA. The apostle writing to us says, be instant how? In season and out of season. I've asked us a question here. Okay? I mean, maybe for the men, let's leave the women now. Because, you know, there are some women, when they drive their car, anywhere it stops, they just enter over, call their husbands, you know, put a Google Point location, you know. But you're a man, and you have the option of a beautiful, you know, uh, latest uh, Range Rover, or choosing maybe uh, a Toyota Camry. Which one would you choose? The latest Range Rover. But the only thing is that they say this Range Rover, sometimes it doesn't feel like going anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's beautiful. It's, you know, the best kind of world. But just sometimes, it might just be in a bad mood. This Range Rover has moods. Which one will you choose? <laughs> That's how many of us are. I love the Lord. I do so many things for the Lord. But you're just sometimes, you know, it, it won't work. Praise the Lord. It won't work. That's why Jesus said to them, I don't know you. Because this thing we're talking about, it has to be in season and what? Out of season. That's the way it is. A businessman, I've told us here about my Yubo people. They told us a story, and I don't think that story was conjured. Many of us may have heard it. About an Igbo father that was sick, you know, very sick in the hospital bed. And, you know, his children were all there, just, daddy, sorry, daddy, sorry, daddy, sorry. So the man, with all the strength he could muster, Emeka, Emeka say, Daddy, I'm here. He said, Chukwode. Chukwode say, Daddy, I'm here. He say, Daddy, I'm here. And he called, called, called. When all of them answered, he said, Onye nona shop. Who did you leave the shop for? So all of you came to see sick man. Who did you leave the shop? Who? <laughs> eh? So that the man is sick and dying, the shop must be what? Open. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Now, just to help us, the truth is this. I'm realizing that the truth is, you know, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. We looked at a few scriptures on Sunday, Habakkuk 3, you know, 18 in particular. It says, though. The fig tree may not blossom, though the vine may not bring fruit and all of that. I say, yet I choose to rejoice. Yet I will joy in the God of my salvation. I will rejoice in the Lord. So there is a yet to what we are learning. Praise the Lord. There is a yet. There is a feeling part, which is good. Like on, on Sunday at the praise night, there was a feeling part, which is good. But beyond that, there is a yet to it. Now, let me help us understand, you see. If you think about it, you and I actually live more in our, unquote, live more, in our belief or expectation than our reality. Praise the Lord. Let me explain that. Somebody says reality. What is really reality? You see, I've told us here the story of the young man who duped his boss and planned that maximum 10, 15 years they put him in jail. And then he will do what? He will come out and be a big boy. We live more in our 
belief and expectation than in our reality. Let me tell you how that works. Okay. Let's take the African leaders. You see a man, he's nothing, and then he wins an election, and he gets into a position. So for four years, the man is commissioner, DG, or whatever. When it's time to reshuffle, or maybe for his tenure expires, what do they do? They do everything not to leave that post. Why? You've been there. Do you understand? What happens is this. The thought of normal life, the thought of all this paraphernalia of power. Some of us may have seen the video of the man they actually bundled out of office. Do you understand? That man was already living in the fear. Okay? So, but let's leave those people. Let's talk about ourselves. As you are now, somebody comes and tells you something very nice that is outside waiting for you. What will be happening throughout the service? You just be smiling. If I crack dry joke, you will laugh. <laughs> Why? Because of what you plan to see. Then the same way, you receive text. Maybe you're a tenant. Landlord said, hmm, it's tonight too. All of a sudden, you're still in church. Oh. They are singing, hallelujah, 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 praise the Lord, hallelujah. You're hearing trouble, trouble. <laughs> because that is what is what? Waiting for you. We live more in our expectation than in our reality. So when the Bible commands us to joy, it's saying hold on to something. There is something that if you hold on to, you can have joy. That's what Habakkuk says. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Bible talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Bible says, who for the joy that was said before him. So you don't have an excuse. No matter what the present circumstances, you can still have this joy. Because when you look at what is ahead of you, when you look at what is waiting for you, when you look at what you are assured of, you can laugh. Praise the Lord, somebody. Oh yes, you can laugh because that is the principle. That is what is at the back of it. So quickly with the little time we have, let me just try and see if, if we can you know, learn how to walk up this joy. One of the prayers we prayed on Sunday, Romans 15, 13, you can put it on the screen for us. It says, now may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing and that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we are filled with all joy and peace, then we are bound in hope. Okay? Now may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing. So the Spirit of God is saying to us from that scripture that joy and peace is a function of what? Believing. Is a function of believing. That's why nobody can be excused. That's why it can be expected of all of us. Because if it's something that has to do with my current status, then your joy must measure. If I look at you, check your bank account, check what you have, check how many children you have, check all of that, then I can say this is your joy. I can look at your own and measure your own. I can look at your own and measure your own. But because it's in believing, and believing is what? Available for anybody. That's why they can expect us all to have what? Joy. Equally. In spite of our circumstances and situation. Because it's in believing. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So, I want to increase my joy. Then I must increase my believing. I must increase my believing. In other words, my faith. Now, how does the Bible say 
we increase our believing of faith. The Bible says what? Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, my joy is a function of my hearing of the word of God, of my intake. May the God of you know, hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, in what you believe, in how much you believe. Okay? Now, let me say this, okay? For this may help somebody also. I've been in seasons in my Christian life where you actually listen to a preacher and then you're just so harassed because what they said clearly told you that your case is different. That the reason you don't have a husband, the reason you don't have children, the reason you don't have this, the reason is because of some failure on your part. And then they celebrate those who have those things. And you're looking at them as Wonder Woman, Superman. These people must, you know, they must just have had this thing, you know, three heads. There just must be something about them. So you're now living and you're wondering, hey, so I'm amongst the God forsaken. What can I go do? Do you understand? It's what you heard. But that is not the true position. Because that communication is not what it is. The truth of the communication is this. Is that God demonstrated his love towards you. And towards me. That while I was what? Yes, sinners, what happened? Christ died for me. Died for you. So the issue of God's love and God's choosing me is not negotiable. By scripture, I know that God does not love you more than he loves me. He does not love me more than he loves you. No matter what I have and you don't have, it is not a measure of God's love. If anything, I'm sure it's part of a measure of God's assignment. What did I say? It's part of a measure of God's assignment. I've told us here, some of us can have liberty in being proud. There won't be a problem because you're a poor man. You're proud, you're proud. Who are you disturbing? It's only yourself you're disturbing. But the day you become a big man, somebody greets you, bends. If you don't bend and greet the person, you have become proud. And they'll report you. See him now. We know when he was driving that uh, golf, you know. When you greet him, he greets like this. But since he bought SUV, when you now greet him, instead of doing like this, he does like this. <laughs> you have entered trouble. So as God blesses you, your test for humility increases. You have children. It's assignment. Because now, children's church, you have to take extra care to minister to other children. They're deceiving a lot of people. It's not arrival. It's examination. Sister, that you're married to a husband does not make you better than your married sister. It gives you more responsibility to be compassionate and understanding towards them. You know, but some people will teach it as if, come and learn seven ways to catch a man. As if they're catching a fish. That's how come they will catch some. It will slip out. They will catch. It will slip out. Then they will now catch serpent. It's not scripture. All those things have nothing to do with your position with God. God demonstrated his love towards us. That whilst we're yet sinners, what Christ died for us. The second one says, he that did not withhold his only son, Jesus Christ. But gave him up freely for us all. How shall he what? Not with him what? Freely also give us all things. So it's not having problem of giving. It's purpose. Do you understand? It's assignment. It's calling. Do you understand? That's what it is. It's not about, you know, the unction or this or that. No. It's none of those things. So just focus on him. Praise the Lord. Okay. So 
What you hear matters. What you hear matters. Even from so-called scripture, what you hear matters. Because don't forget that when the devil was going to tempt Jesus, he didn't bring the seven books of, of magic. It's scripture he used. You have to be careful what you hear. People open scriptures and preach a lot of things, and you just feel useless. You feel abandoned. God has not abandoned you. You're the beloved of the Lord. Can you hear me? Right now, no matter your status, he's rejoicing over you. The Holy Ghost did not say to Jesus after his birth, Behold, my beloved son, who has property in Jerusalem? Who has a skyscraper in Judea? Did he say that? He said, my son, in whom and what? Well, please. That's all. That is the prosperity of the righteous. Are you with me? The other things, the world is doing better than it. Go and look at the list of top 100 richest men. Show me if there is any born again person there. Increase it to 1,000 top in the world. And then you want to tell me that's a measure of God's love for me? It's not now. I'm talking about marriage. What's this lady that married? Is it 10 husbands or seven? Lisbeth Taylor. What were the seven keys of catching a husband that she had? Do you know in her time there's a lady that is almost meeting that record? How many of us know the lady? And that's what you'll be depressing yourself about. If I don't have a husband, then God doesn't love me. If I don't have a husband, God doesn't love me. And then your joy goes. And then you can be sensitive again to what God wants to do with you. Listen to me. The Bible says, can you please help me put that scripture? I think it's Ephesians 2. Is it 9 and 10 or so? It says, for by grace are we saved through faith, not of works. Okay? Lest any man should boast. Okay? Go ahead now to 9. Thank you. 10. 10 is actually where I'm going to. Read for me. It says, for we are what? For you. Say, for I am his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. For what? Which God did what? Prepared beforehand that you should walk in it. There is a path for you. And every one of us are his workmanship. He signed off on us. That word workmanship is talking about the artistry. It's not production. It's not mass production. We are his artistry. He looks and he says, Ahmed will be better in this situation for now. I'm not talking about finality. I'm talking about being faithful where you are. The Bible says concerning Joseph. It said Joseph was a slave in the house of his master Potiphar. And what was happening there? God was with him there for that season. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. If Joseph for a day murmured and became unfaithful, unreliable in that his master's house, he would never have seen Pharaoh's house. So I'm not telling you, you will not marry. You will marry by the, I pray for you to do. I'm not telling you, you not be, I want you to, if you're a billionaire, I want to travel. First class. Not even first class, PJ. Haba. No, only me, no fish, snap picture for bedroom, we look like plane. If you become a billionaire, I'll fly PJ now. See why? What are you waiting for? Do you understand? I want to, but you see, if you have that in your head, you will miss rapture. You don't have that. I say this and I repeat. When God blesses you, you can't stay unblessed. When God lifts you, you can't stay unlifted. But when you pursue it, the Bible says, by pursuit of it, many have had their consciences seared with hot irons. Okay? Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Are we still together? So, Peace and joy in believing. It matters what you believe. You believe the word of God. You believe the word of God. Concerning him, 
serve God. You believe the word of God concerning life, concerning the things of life, concerning everything. You believe the word of God. When somebody tells you, take the scriptures, find seven things that support what you want there. You have entered into primary one of manipulation. You know, there are some things that they teach so powerfully. I'm not saying the promises you don't. You don't go and find and then take all of that. When you go to the word of God, you surrender yourself. God can lead you to where he wants you to go to. Do you understand what I mean? You know, praise the Lord. I remember when I was about, I think it must have been six years or so. I went to school and refused to see. I wanted to wear glasses so I can be smart. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth. Because... You know, the teacher liked the pupils that wore glasses. And then, you know, they'll be conversing with teacher. The rest of us that don't wear glasses will just be, uh, you know. <laughs> so, I went home. I told my parents that I don't see. <laughs> so, they took me to the optician. And the man was pointing things. I was reading it out, reading it out. He wrote a note. Gave me to give my father. Don't mind him. <laughs> If I'd known better, I would have just said, what's that? Is that a rat? (laughs) Praise the Lord. When you appear before someone who is wiser than you, who is bigger than you, don't direct him. Surrender to him. Are you with me? When you go to the word of God, go in surrender. He can give you something that you will hold on to. He can give you something that will carry you for the rest of your lives. I've received scriptures from the Lord. But that's not what I went to look for. I've told us here. He said to me, the young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. The first time I ministered in the word, I think it was um, actually our discipleship class. And they had, you know, parts of it that we needed to come and teach us. Homiletics class, yes, in, in, uh, in the discipleship class. He said to me, he said, um, what was the word? I can't remember exactly, but he says, I will cause your righteousness to come forth as the sun in the noonday. Because the time was getting there. I couldn't write sermon. I was un- unable to write. My page was blank. And I went behind the church and I was crying, asking the Lord, help me, Lord, help me. You know, show me where to preach from. He just showed me that. I said, okay. So since you cause my righteousness to appear like the sun, I went and stood in front of everybody. When I finished, please, can we get your note? I said, go see note. Eh? Do you understand? I don't have. But a word came. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? God will speak to somebody. As you go to him in devotion, he will send you a word, a healing word, a comforting word, a directing word, a word you can stand on. Praise the Lord. So filled with all joy and peace in believing the word. Now, something about this word that we receive, which we've tried to touch a bit, is that it has to do with appetite. And that thing is also a problem that is from the foundation. It has to do with appetite. What are you going to the word for? What do you want to find? That's why I made that statement. For some who do you understand, let me say this. Let me put, I had to write it there. It says, what you want desperately has a more powerful influence on you than who or what you claim to serve or worship. What did I say? What you want so desperately has a more powerful influence or effect on you 
than who or what you claim to worship. By the time you want something and you want it and you want it, without knowing that thing has become your God. It has begun to direct you. Let's not call it any big name so that nobody resists. It has become what directs you. Don't look at anybody. Do you know some people who are worshipping somewhere now because of what they want? Do you know some people who are doing many things now because of what they want? Now, you see, praise the Lord. You're all ministers of God. Hebrews 11, verse 6, what does it say? It says, but without faith, it is what? Impossible to... Now, verse 1 said what? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things... That's what verse 1 says. 6 says, without that faith, it is impossible... So it's impossible to get what you want, right? Now, what does the next line say? The next line says, but he that what? That comes to Guinea. To to who? Why not he that wants what he wants? But he that comes to God must believe that he, never a thing. So no matter what I want, my faith must not be about what I want. My faith must be in him. That's where a lot of people miss it. Faith is a substance of things, yes. Evidence of things, yes. All of that, yes. But he that comes to God must keep his focus on God. That is how come you can have joy unshakable. Because God doesn't change. That's how come Abraham's body could be getting old. But he did not waver. Because God, who his focus was on, didn't change. If he was looking at his body, if he was looking at what he wanted, just like Nigeria now, May 29th is coming closer, closer, and he's looking as if, we are not looking at the date, we are looking at God. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? He that comes to God must believe that he is. Not that he that comes must believe that what is. Mm-mm. What can go? Some of us, the things we are believing God for, Exchange rate has made it impossible. <laughs> Do you understand? All kinds of things will change. And just tell you, my friend, forget that thing. Let's manage with where we are. Adjust your dreams. Recalibrate. Be real. Ha, in Nigeria, do you know that? But when you're looking at him, he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same when? Let's rise on our feet. That's how come we can have joy. Our eyes are on him. 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 He's the source of my joy. He's my boast. He's my confidence. Even though the mountains be removed and the earthquakes, he said, my eyes are on God. I know whom, not what. I know whom I believe. And I'm persuaded. He loves me. He's not shifting. He's not changing. He didn't say since Buhari government came in, I cannot do what I said I would do. No. He says, I am your God. I change not. Tonight, I need you to go to him afresh and tell him, Lord, it is to you I have come. It is to you I bring my life. It is to you, Lord, that I've surrendered my life. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my God. And I judge you faithful. That's all you need to go with. I judge you faithful. There is nothing. There is nothing. There is nothing that you cannot do. You are God Almighty. 
You are God unfailing. You are God unchanging. You are God unstoppable. You are God irresistible. You are the miracle working God. You are mighty to save. Mighty to deliver. Mighty to heal. There is no sickness that this God hasn't healed. He raises the dead. Right before us, he has healed cancer. What can he not do? He gives the fruit of the womb. What is it that he cannot do? He causes the barren to bring forth. He causes us to... He turns around circumstances and situations. He brings promotion. He brings... You know, he is God. That is all I come to say to somebody. He is God. And he is faithful. He is reliable. He is dependable. He has not changed. He's not about to change. Tonight, I want you to just look to him. Look to the Holy One. Look to the mighty God. And just renew your faith. Renew your joy. Renew your confidence. Renew the assurance that you know who you are. That you know who you belong to. That you know who you have placed your confidence in. It is not a man. It is in God. That's how come he can say to you rejoice. Because he has it all covered. He has it all sorted out. He knows the end from the beginning before he started he has finished it he is god almighty he is god unfailing god unrelenting god unwavering and he is god in your life as you trust him tonight as you reach out to him and surrender all what is that that has troubled your heart what is that that has been heavy on you this evening in his presence i want you to let the lord know it is to him he began by telling us tell them to come to me with everything with everything don't leave your burdens behind bring them to me but just come to me don't pursue them pursue me for i look at you the songwriter says when your eyes are on this child your grace abounds his grace that descends more than you can descend his grace that knows what you need more than you can ever know you need his grace that knows what you should pray for that you haven't even prayed for his grace that knows what to deliver you from that you don't even know you need to be delivered from just worship him tonight You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.